Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Park Lane Podcast. It's episode number four on episode number one, I think it was. I was hungover on episode number four. Dave is hungover. What a time to be alive. Um, <laughs> if you are new to the channel, do not forget to subscribe. We love all the subscribers, so click the subscribe button. And uh, if you like the channel, don't forget to like, uh, you know, like the video as well. Every like, every comment, every subscription really does help. It's free to do so. So we really, really do appreciate it. My name is Luke David. And uh, as always, I'm joined by my mate and fellow Tottenham fan, Dave. Dave, what is going on? Yeah, how you doing, mate? You all right? Yeah, good. I'm all full of uh, full of beans today. Well, uh, the roles are a bit reversed for me and you this week. Um, I kind of carried you the first week. I'm expecting you to do the same for me this week. <laughs> yeah, mate. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. <laughs> uh, right. So everybody weren't in... Uh, Last week, we had a week off, you know, Queen dying and all of that. So uh, we are back this week. Football's back. Spurs are back. So, um, you know, let's get cracking with it. We've got a lot to talk about. We're going to go all the way back to a couple of weeks ago uh, to start with the game against Fulham, Dave. So it ended 2-1. Could have been 3-1. Could have been 3-0. Felt like we dominated that game uh, for the most part. Mitrovic had a, uh, a good goal. And uh, a good save from Lloris later on. But um, can you cast your mind back that far and uh, give us your thoughts on the Fulham game? Yeah, I, I kind of remember it quite well. I remember watching it. It doesn't seem that long ago, obviously. But it was a, a good performance. It wasn't great, but it was a, a decent performance. Decent enough to get the job done against a Fulham team, which have started really well this season. Mitch Vick's on fire. I think he's got 49 in 50 games or something like that after yesterday. Yeah. Um, so he's clearly on on fire and having a bit of a purple patch. Um, but no, it was it was an efficient performance. Is probably the way I'd describe it. We did enough to to get the job done, which has kind of been the story of our whole season so far. It's just doing enough to to, to get over the line, kind of thing. Apart from the, the Southampton performance, first game of the season, and to where we are now is is world apart. It's like chalk and cheese. Yeah, definitely, mate. I was on the uh, Final Whistle um, YouTube channel last night, uh, so big up to them uh, if they're watching. And uh, you know, I talked, you know, I talked a lot about Spurs last night, and I talked a lot about the issues that are going on at Spurs that are, that is papered over, you know, the fact that we are still winning games and we are still third in the Premier League, one point off top. You know, um, if Man City don't get the points today, we could go top of the league by the end of the day. So. It's uh, it's very, very interesting. But at the same time, Spurs are really, really not playing well. You know, look at that Fulham game. I felt like we played a lot better than we did against Nottingham Forest. You know, I felt like we entered it with a lot of intensity. I felt like, you know, the players were fighting. But then again, towards the end, with a 2-0 lead, Fulham score. And of course, we start panicking a little bit. Um, what What is it like... Before we go into kind of the European games, like what is it this season with Spurs and just haven't got going? You know, we got our business done early. We had a half decent preseason. We got all of our players in, you know, in terms of the ones that we actually got in early. But yet some players like Basuma 
still can't get in the team. Still can't understand Antonio Conte's tactics, apparently. Like, what, what is the issue going on at Spurs? How long we got? Uh, enough time. <laughs> the issues start from the top to the bottom at the end of the day. Um, yeah, we had a pretty decent window. We didn't go far enough. You know, Levy didn't back. I mean, I had a conversation um, Conte had the other day about right wing backs. He didn't even mention Spence. Didn't even mention him. Yeah. So you have to kind of look at that as a Daniel Levy signing, not a Conte signing. You know, he haggled over him for about two months or whatever it was. So um, there's a lot of there's a lot of problems still. I'm still eating out Levy out, even though they have. I can't even say they put the money where their mouth is because I think their next spend was less than Forest, West Ham. You know, so it's. Um, that's where the problem starts. That's kind of where you get into the, the nuts and bolts of it. And then that kind of feeds down to the manager. Now, the manager is kind of had his hands tied. Most of, he's, he's made some signings, yes. Basuma, Richardson, etc. And you've got Fraser Forster, Spence, who he's clearly not keen on. You doggy used to gone back on loan. Um, Perisic, obviously, been a, a fairly decent signing so far. But when you went to the first game of the season with the same team that ended last season... With no new players in the lineup, there's a problem there. It tells you that Conte doesn't fancy him right away. If you're spending 60 million on a player, you need to be fancying that player. And Richardson's been brilliant since he's been coming out. I'll give him his credit, but we're, it's the same usual suspects. I don't want to get into the, the European games because we're not there yet, but you know, the same people, the same players, Emerson, Ben Davis, you know, crap for the whole game. It's it's honestly it's um, Emerson couldn't find a cross in a game in awesome crosses, mate. He's he's terrible. Honestly, he, I've 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 had enough of of him. I don't care that he's learning English. You're a fair play, you want to learn English, great. How about you spend more time on the training pitch than that across the ball? Because you're fucking useless, and it's doing everybody's head in. It's not just not just me. I'm not the only person that thinks this. People are fed up with it, uh, but we've got nobody to come in and play there. I think Kulu would do a better job there. You know, it, that's kind of the way I, I look at it. I think Perisic has been a, a decent decent addition. I kind of think he, I kind of feel like he limits Son a little bit though. Yeah. Um, because he kind of does both. He, he's right forward, he's right up. So it kind of Son's having to start adjust his game slightly to, to to fit with Perisic, if that makes sense. I mean, Son's started this season horrendous. He needs to be dropped for, for this game. Um, this week against Leicester, I think we should start Kulu and Charleston and Kane. I never thought I'd say that about Son, but yeah, yeah. it's getting to a point now where you've got to say, okay, that's enough. Uh, I think the biggest the biggest problem that we have is we have a, a fairly decent squad now, but Conte is playing the same squad for one reason or another. They don't understand the tactics, the tactics or whatever else. But the biggest issue is he doesn't make a change till. The 78th minute, 80th yeah. minute. You can't really impact the game in 10 minutes, you know. I, I'm not, I know some people have been like Conte out, but they're bloody idiots, I'll be honest with you. Um, Paris is can't play right wing back, he's terrible, he's all left footed. Um, so yeah, it's, um, I'm not, I, I just, I just think something needs to change. Um, and I, I think it needs to change soon because, like I said on my tweet the other day, we're getting to get found out, and we were found out. Yeah, definitely, mate. And uh, we will get on to Antonio Conte because 
you know, well, you can read it in the in the title of this video. I genuinely believe that yes, players were at fault, but I genuinely believe that he was at fault for the loss in uh, in Portugal. But let's go on to um, to the Marseille game. Oh, so again, pain. Yeah, pain. But we run out winners two 0 Okay. Yes, a lot of people can say, well, we didn't start playing until they had a man sent off. And even then, we struggled and so on. To me right now, it's about team cohesion and team balance. And yes, we can blame Enoch. Yes, we can blame Levy for not bringing a top-quality centre-back in, for not bringing a top-quality centre-forward in, for not bringing, everyone hates me, a ball-winning midfielder or a creative midfielder into the team. Yes, we can blame them for all of that. But right now, we only have the players and the manager to blame at this moment in time. Because the squad that we have, in my opinion, is good enough to be beating Marseille. Good enough to be beating Sporting Lisbon. It's good enough to be smashing Fulham. In my, in well, my we, we made, Ed, um, was it Marcus Edwards look like Messi? Yeah. In the Sporting game. Yeah. The, Mar- but, um, the, Marseille, the Marseille game, it was yeah. like, we're, we're, it's literally like we're passengers in the game. Yeah, you know, I, I don't. As much as I like Hoiberg and everyone talks about all the great stuff he does and everything else, he also does a lot of shit stuff in the game. People tend to forget that he does some good stuff. He wins the ball back, etc. But he's always in the wrong place. He's always walking away. Always walking around. We get outnumbered in midfield so much. I want to see Skippy back in the team personally. You know that that's Orbisuma. I like Hoiberg, but he does a, he does a, a, some good stuff, but he does a lot of bad stuff, which gets covered up by the fact that he runs a lot, he tackles a lot. That's it. But then you look at our look at the goals we concede. For example, the goal against Fulham. You know, he, he was partly to blame for the goal against Fulham. Um, what else was there? A sporting one. He just people just goes past him. I'm not blaming Hoiberg completely, but I just think if you're going to have a if we want a, a team that's going to compete and going to win. It, he isn't. He isn't the midfielder you're gonna have. He isn't the the Viking or the general that needs to be controlling that midfield. Bentancourt has to play. We cannot play without Bentancourt. His passing yeah. through the lines changes our dynamic completely. But that other midfield slot, as far as I'm concerned, all these managers they love Hoiberg. I think Hoiberg a good player. Don't get me wrong. I'm not not saying he's shit, but he does a lot wrong that doesn't get noticed. Emerson Royale constantly doing shit wrong. He works hard, yes. Fair play, he does work hard. He does make good tackles. But fuck me, learn how to cross a ball. You're a professional footballer. You know, and then you talk about the left centre-back. Well, I think Clement Longley should be playing every week. He's looked really assured since he's been playing. Ben Davis came in against the Sporting, was it? Looked hopeless. Uh, yeah. Looked hopeless. You know, so... I could go on about this for hours, mate, but... As far as the Marseille game, game is concerned, yes, we got the result. Fantastic. We got the win. We had to, we were lucky because they had a man sent off and we managed to, to, to scrape a win there. Yeah, it was 2 0, but it was a scraped win. They battered us, mate. Battered us. I, I was watching it like, what is going on with this shit? And I was like, oh, I'm fed up with this shit. Yeah, what? Well, great. We got the 2 0 win. Fantastic. We then go into the game against Sporting and I'm thinking, okay, maybe we're actually going to show up. And it was like watching Jose Mourinho's Tottenham. That's how it felt. It literally was like watching Jose Mourinho's Tottenham. I'm sitting there watching it. Like, what the fuck is going on? Why can't these players, why have these players forgotten how to play football in, what, four weeks or five weeks since they had the game, whatever it was? Marcus Edwards looked like Messi. Yeah, he's a good player, but he's not Messi. 
He was jinking around every single player we've got. It was, it, it's just hopeless. Hugo Lloris has had to bail us out a couple of times, but, you know, I know he's, he's obviously made some mistakes recently, but, you know, he, he bailed us out against um, no, Fulham. And he, he made a few good saves against Marseille, and he made a couple of good saves against Sporting. But both of their players, they bought a substitute on three minutes ago. The bloke picks up the ball, jinks around our whole team and slots it in. Like, and then Conte's like, oh, you know, we were trying to attack. No, we weren't. We were battered the whole game. I don't really remember that many meaningful chances for us, do you? No, apart from the Richarlison header. But um, yeah. yeah, that's about it. Okay. Look, I, I 100% agree. Like, we've kind of skipped over two games. Yeah, there. You know, no, it's all right. You know, I want to give my two cents on, on, on both games, really. And then I'm going to talk about Antonio Conte. Um, so, you know, the Marseille game, again, like, right now, this moment in time in the season, like, I only care about points on the board. Of course, I care about team performance. But right now, I only care about points on the board. 2-0 win, lovely. No problem at all. Yes, we were we were battered again by a very very mediocre side. You know, we were battered by a team in Portugal that has never ever beaten an English side in the Champions League until they come and face Tottenham Hotspur. You know, not even to not even to mention the fact that today. We have to play a team that at the bottom of the Premier League with zero wins, conceded 16 and scored eight, which means that they concede twice as much as they score. That means yet they come, Yet they come to Tottenham Hotspur today. And as you say, could all end in tears. For me, I'm a happy Spurs fan if we lose. And people are going to say, what the fuck are you talking about, right? I'm a happy Spurs fan if we lose only if we fight and we play and we try and players are pushing and players are showing pride to play for Tottenham Hotspur. If we go out and play like we did and we lose, it's just embarrassing. Now, interesting news actually about Marcus Edwards, who was not fancied by Pochettino due to his attitude at times. And we ended up selling him. Looked like he had a bit between his teeth, had that drive, had that passion, wanted to show Spurs what they were missing. The only positive note I can see from there is over 50% um, sell-on fee from him. At £52 million, we could buy him at £26 million, and he would come in and transform our, form our team. And this is a player that we let go. Again, like some of the things in this club drive me absolutely insane. And everybody that knows me on this channel knows that I am optimistic. But there's certain things right now I'm not optimistic about. And the number one thing that is pissing me off is the lack of substitutions. There's five substitutions allowed now, and Conte makes one in the 70-odd minute when we're struggling. I, I don't care if you don't fancy a player because you don't necessarily like him, because they weren't necessarily your signing, because you didn't really want them anyway. There has to be players on that bench that show effort and show pride and every day in training are fighting to get in that team. Because, my God, there is no way I go through another 90-minute match and we make one substitution in the 70th minute. And today it will be Son coming on for Richarlison in the 70th minute. I can guarantee it now. And it won't be enough. So, what are your thoughts, like, on 
Antonio Conte's lack of substitutions and what do you why do you think that it it's like that? I don't think you trust the players he's got. That's that, that's that's the long and short. But you of can't it. trust the players that are on the pitch. Obviously, but it's kind of like the like I said, the right wing back is a problem. It's clearly a problem. You know, he's he's put Kudu there. You know, he's tried Emerson. I mean, I, I don't want to feel like I'm like, like I'm banning all about like having a massive go at Emerson because he does some stuff which is great and he, he does try really hard, but. I, I just sit there and I think, I look at the bench sometimes and I think, surely Spence would be better than this. Yeah. Surely Spence would be able to do more than this. You know, you can see Conte on the touchline sometimes when, when Emerson has the ball and he's, he's trying to urge him forward and he's ushering him forward and then Emerson goes backward and he's like, ah! You know, so I, I just think that, I don't think Conte knows his best team. Um, I think that's kind of a struggle. I don't think he knows who the best players will be for him. Um, I don't feel like he wants to upset people like Sonny, you know, by dropping them, etc. Um, but this is this is not Graham Potter. This is not exactly Brendan Rogers. This, this is Antonio, Antonio Conte. Conte, and you're thinking he's worried about upsetting him in Son. Yeah, but it's, it's clearly that way because he's stuck with him for however many games, seven games, eight games we've had this season. He's played him, started him every game. Son's been horrendous. Like his form has dropped off a cliff. You know, he, he went away as Hugh Min Son and come back as Hugh Min somebody else. Come back as his dad or something. He's, he's terrible. Dad. Yeah, this is what I mean. It's like he he just can't can't get into the game, can't affect the game. He, he looks like he's lost a yard pace. He looks miles off it. Probably spending all that time in South Korea probably didn't help when he was there for, for weeks on his own. So he's probably not matched up. But I, I, I just think that now is the time to say, okay, we're playing absolutely dreadful. Now's the time to bring in them changes. You've got Skippy on the bench. You've got Spence on the bench. Even Pape Sar, mate. I just think Pape Sar in the midfield. You'd, you'd try more. Kulu, right. Yeah, so Kulu has been right wing back for a, a couple of times. And I know he can't play there. But he doesn't seem to want to play Kulu, Son, Kane, and Richarlison unless we're desperate for it. This so whole way, I, I want to see. I want to see the game today. Richarlison, Kane, and Kulusevski. Yes, I know. I want Son dropped. Um, I, I, only want, want I only want him dropped for his own benefit. One now, I'm going to move on to Human Son. Sorry, I know I cut you off. I want to talk about him for a little bit. So, I don't agree with the Human Son slander. That's been going around. No. Right? This always happens to Son. It always happens when his form drops a little bit. He's never been a consistent goal scorer, game after game after game after game in the Premier League, apart from last season. We'll get you know, today now. Yeah, go back three seasons ago, he'd score 15 goals. Go back a bit more, he'd score maybe 14, 17. Like his numbers drop and they rise. And you know, other rival fans say to me, What's happening with Son? Is he going to do a purple patch or you know, all the rest of it? But he always does this, right? But at the same time, watch him. Watch, Go back and watch some of the, the highlights of our game. Because what happens is you can see the ball going towards Son and you can see his brain ticking. Like, oh, I best not fuck this up. Oh, I need to have a good touch. And then what happens? By the time he's done all that, the ball's come in, bobbled off him, and we've lost possession. You know, I'm not saying... Son shouldn't play at Spurs, right? But I completely agree with you. Today, there needs to be a change. And he needs to be 
dropped from the starting lineup and come on later on in the game for his own benefit. As you say, I don't know what it is. I Maybe it's, I said this last night on this channel that I was on, maybe it's the fact that there's so much pressure in becoming golden boot winner and then the next season having to live up to that expectations. And he does high, hold very high standards for himself. But at some point you need a break. At some point you need a time to say, do you know what? Like, I need to sit on the bench and I need to come on and try and make an impact in the game and make my way back in. He needs to get rid of this whole um, I'm untouchable because that's kind of how it feels like. You know, he's not untouchable. Even Kane isn't untouchable. If you're not playing well, you don't play. If you're if the team is struggling week in, week out to get results and you're being hooked in the 60, 70th minute every game, there's a problem. If your player that's coming on to replace you is having an immediate effect and immediate impact on the games, you don't deserve to, deserve to start the next week. And that's that's the reality of it. And I feel like Kuliszewski, he must be sitting there thinking, what the yeah. fuck have I done? Yeah, why, am I, why am I getting dragged? What Sonny, Sonny's playing awful. Why am I the one getting taken off? So I'm, yeah. I'm, kind of, I'm kind of of the opinion that Son, I love Son. I think he's a great player. But he needs to be rested. He needs to be taken out of the firing line and given 20 minutes. Okay, go and see what you can do in these 20 minutes. Go and affect the game in these 20 minutes. Get his confidence up a little bit. Starting him every single game when he is playing so badly isn't going to do him no good. He looks more like Harry Maguire than he does Son at the moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I completely agree, mate. It's uh, you've seen it a few times with Son as well. Like sometimes his touch goes absolutely out the window. And for someone that I've watched documentary on him, for someone who spent his young childhood playing football and learning how to control the ball, how to keep the ball within him, you know, eight, you know, they don't get to shoot for a long, long time in his training school. You know, it's all about touch. It's all about passing. Mm-hmm. It's all about keeping the ball possession. All of those types of things, right? Yet, every so often with him, but he's, when his head goes, he just can't do that. You know, you can't have him, the ball bouncing off him and it's losing possession every time it goes near him. The other thing I want Spurs to change is this ridiculous flicks around the corner, little slight touches, little, you know, just get the ball and pass it. Spurs were the best under Pochettino when we played high pressing and we played short, sharp, effective passing. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. But... I, I want to now touch on, um, you know, what's probably been a shining light in, in you know, recent signings with uh, with Perisic. A little bit harsh on session. I don't think he's ever done anything wrong, but I think it's nothing uh, bad for him to have some time on the bench and also learn from from Perisic. But again, a gripe I have, I feel like I'm just moaning today, but a gripe I have with Antonio Conte is why is Son still taking corners? I don't know. Why is Harry Kane still taking free kicks? Yeah, like Perisic comes on against Chelsea, whips the bo- two corners, wins one, co- you know, the first corner, win another corner, second corner, we score a header, draw the game in the last minute. What what is going on there? Because they this love guy- they love this. Son loves this short corner, don't he? Short touch and then cross it in. But you know he, he's 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 in such shit form at the moment. He needs to be taken off it. I mean, Harry Kane scored one free kick in about five years now. It's deflected against Villa, I think. Um, so he should never be on free kicks. <laughs> Paris has just been fantastic. 33 years old, showing all that experience in games that he plays in as well, showing all that all that leadership quality that he has. I think he'd be a great captain, obviously, but with Hugo. Um, 
it's, it's one of them ones where, like I said to you, I do think Perisic limits Son's game a little bit uh, because he overlaps so much. He's always down that touchline. So Son kind of like doesn't know where to, to go. But um, I think he's been our best signing so far. Yeah. Well, him and Charleston. Him and Charleston. But they've been our best yeah. signings so far. Yeah, 100%. Right. Let's, um, let's move this on to some positive talk, right? We spent 25 minutes talking about the negativity that's going on in Spurs. Let's just talk about the start of the season for a little bit. And, you know, look at us on paper in a position that we're in, third in the Premier League, one point off the top and not playing very well. You know, for me, you know, being an optimist in all of this, I can only see positives, right? I can only see that once we do start to click into gear, and once we do start to play the football that we know we can play, it's looking it's looking quite good for Spurs at the moment, isn't it? Like in reality, yeah. it, it really getting the not having to play City last weekend has kind of helped us a little bit. We're not ready for City at all. Um, so on paper, you, you have to say we're unbeaten in the league. Um, it's only us and us, us and City that are unbeaten in the league. Um, we look good um, in periods, but we're not quite clicking yet. Uh, well, how many points have we got? What have we got? Fourteen. Um, 14 from a possible... Uh, oh, you're making me do my maths now. Uh, 18. 18. So, it's not it's not terrible. I mean, if you'd have said to me at the start of the season that after six games we'd be unbeaten with 14 points, I'd be able to snap your hand off. Yeah. So, in some ways, it is, it is positive. We're kind of getting a bit more grit and a bit more steel about us. Obviously, against Sporting, we were a bit spursy. Yeah. Again, but um, it, it is positive. I think what we need to do is... It, as long as we can see over the next few weeks, the next few games, some form of progression in terms yeah. of the way we're playing um, and the way we manage games, it, it, it could all click into gear at the right time. We could go on some mad run. We have the players to do that. No, but obviously you're competing against City. You've got Erling Haaland, who's like a freak of nature. I've never seen yeah. anyone like him in my life. Um, so it's always going to be difficult to to get close to winning the Premier League, but I'll take top three all day long. Um, Liverpool look shaky. Chelsea look completely away from away from it. They don't. They've lost it completely. Um, Arsenal look good, um, but they they're playing well already. They're playing decent football. They they look sharp. They look keen. They look up for it. We've got them in a couple of weeks. We need to be on it by the time we play them. So all I'm looking for really today against Leicester. Um, it's a bit more. And obviously I know Conte dragged all the players into training the day after the sporting game, made them run till they were dead, basically, which is good. That's what they deserve. They were shocking. So I'm hoping today against Leicester, we see some form of pattern of play, um, some form of style of play, which makes me go, okay, we're in the right, we're in the right place here. If that makes sense. We're getting there. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So let's move on to, uh, to today's match. So 5.30 kickoff. We didn't have one last week. We've got one now back this week. 5.30 kickoff, where I am, the sun's out-ish. Um, you know, it's I'm excited. I'm about to spy London, mate. It's a beautiful day. Amazing. I'm looking, you know, I'm looking forward to playing Leicester City, right? There's not a better time, in my opinion. You know, forget about how Spurs are and the kind of, you know, history that there is about playing teams when, we're, when they haven't beaten anyone. But this is a team that are rock bottom. This is a team yeah. that have zero team cohesion. This is a team that have a manager that is a 
you know, could get sacked if they get beat he's heavily. Looking, today, for, he's looking for a way out, isn't he, Brendan? Yeah. Um, you know, what, what are your thoughts kind of leading up to, to today's game, you know, in terms of what, what you expect to see from Spurs, but also what you don't expect to see from Leicester? Well, this, is, this is the banana skin. This is a, a Tottenham banana skin, if there ever was a Tottenham banana skin. Because Leicester are so off it. They look so bad, so disjointed. They have a manager that clearly doesn't want to be there. I mean, obviously, we know Locks. Um, we know Locks very well, and Locks speaks about Leicester quite a lot. And even he says they look like a different team. He thinks they could be relegated. They're, they're that bad. I don't. I don't see that happen. I think they're too good. But it's a banana skin for Tottenham. So I think these are the games that Tottenham need to show that we're not Tottenham. Does that make sense? Yeah, of course, yeah. These are the games where we need to show that we we go out and we get the job done professionally. We manage situations. We manage the game. We know they're off form. We go for the kill. Hopefully, we get a 2-0 win. I wouldn't be shocked if we come on the show next week after a 1-0 loss, though, because of the way we've been playing. Yeah, the, the, the positives for me against the Leicester side, that, that let, let's look at them. I'm not going to name the back four because I probably can't name them all, right? But you know, on at left back, we could they could either have Luke Thomas or James Justin. On the right hand side, they could either have Justin or Castagna. For me, they're the key areas for us to really, really hurt Leicester. And also the fact that they don't have a decent centre back pairing. Um Sionchu Sion- Sion- is is out of favour now. Uh they'd sold for Fana. Yeah, um, got and the go- goal and the goalkeeper. Oh, he's horrendous. Danny Ward. Oh, he's awful, isn't he? He's awful. I was on the Leicester channel last night. Even they think he's a championship player at best. Yeah, he's awful. He, he That's what we need to target. That's what we need to hit. You know, I, you know I, I, I personally think that we should be beating Leicester at the moment. We should 100% be beating Leicester. I think if we start with the correct team, Richarlison starts and Kuliszewski starts and Kane starts, we'll win. I think if Son starts and he's playing the same way Son plays, it it you know opens the conversation up a bit more because you have to remember Leicester, yeah, they, they do have a dodgy back defence, but they still got Vardy, still got Madison, still got Patson Dacker, still got Ian Acho, Harvey Barnes, they still got good players, Tielemans. Yeah, you know. From what I read, Vardy's not playing, not going to play today. Well, he's take out Vardy, he's still got Dacker or Ian Acho or Harvey Barnes or you know Tielemans yeah. or Didi or whatever whoever else. So what got. what's your what's your preferred lineup? For today, for Tottenham, yeah, yeah, for Tottenham, yeah. I'm not going to make you names of a Leicester lineup. Well, I mean, my, my preferred lineup will never happen, right? Um, okay, what what do you expect the lineup to be? Fast predicting what Conte will do. Um, I think he'll go Loris, Perisic. No, hang on, did Perisic play against Sporting? Yeah, Sessegnon, Longley, Dyer, Romero, Emerson Royale. Um, then I think he'll go Hoybjerg, Bentancourt in 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 the middle. Um, then obviously Richarlison, Kane, Kulusevski, hopefully. Okay, and, and wh- which positions would you like changed, and who would you like them changed to? Because you know that's my predict that's my predicted line. Apart from I do think Perisic will play, but I, I kind of agree now. You're saying that he played midweek, uh, so Sessegnon might play. But what's your preferred? Lineup like if you were there today, sat there with the lads, who are you? Sessignon, 
Um, well, I played Perisic all day long. I played Ossie Lorries, Perisic, Longley, uh, Dyer, Romero, Spence. I think there's never a better game to give somebody a game than against Leicester, who are struggling. So I'd play Spence all day long. Um, my midfield would be Bentancourt and Skippy. And then, obviously, um, Richarlison, Kane, Kulisewski. What are your thoughts on playing a different lineup? What are your thoughts, uh, as in a different formation, sorry? What are your thoughts on playing 5-3-2? Yeah, it can work. It can work. I feel like we lose a lot of width, though. Um, one of our main main strong points is the width we get. Um yeah, that's similar to mine. To be fair. That's a that's, 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 they are, okay. that's literally a team I said except for Son. Um so he's dropped Richardson there, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, you can't do that. He's playing too well. Um but no, but what, what was the question again, mate? Sorry I got distracted there. What are your thoughts on playing a five three two? It, it it can work, but I feel like we lose too much width. Um, I feel like Richarlison Kane could work up front on their own. A three-man midfield definitely would help us. I'd have Benton, Corpus, Subaru, and Skip in there all day long. Um, but I, I just feel that we'd lose so much wide that it would hurt us. Because, you know, yeah, the fullbacks can get forward or whatever else, but we'd lose... We lose that Kulu effect, that Son effect, or that you know that Richardson effect, even from the left. So I, I feel like it could work if we were trying to see out a game. But our width doesn't matter at the moment anyway. We're not crossing the ball. No, no. Well, it does. We go up, so we matter, go up, we go up wide. We play the ball back. It goes back to midfield. Yeah, it, it would, ma it would matter even more because we'd only have Emerson Royale to cross the ball, and he can't even play noughts and crosses. So it, it, you you have to have if Kulu plays in front of Emerson, the ball's getting crossed in the box. Perisic plays, the ball's getting crossed in the box. So I just I just feel like 5-3-2 would restrict us a bit too much at this point, at this moment in time. Okay. And, and if we had to play a 5-3-2, who plays up top? Richardson. Richardson. Yeah. Do you know what? He's been uh he's been one of those people that I've been I love him. Very, very, very surprised with. Like yeah, I love very him. surprised. I thought Everton was... fans, I, I know a few Everton fans, and they said if he's playing for your team, you absolutely love him. If he's not, you despise him. And I get that now. Yeah. I used to hate him when he played for Everton. Couldn't stand him. Now I think he's the greatest shit house I've ever seen in my life. But not only that, he, he puts a hundred percent effort in. He's got a little Spurs tattoo as well now, hasn't he? <laughs> Does he? Yeah, he's got a little Tottenham cockcrow on his arm. And do you know what? I've seen a lot less from him this season. I've seen a lot less. Diving. Unnecessary diving, and I don't yeah. mean it like in terms of trying to win a free kick, win a foul. I don't mind players like that. I expected that from him, but you've seen a lot less of him moaning, the, yeah, whining, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and all of that. He seems like he's got that fire and that spark, and I don't know how or why it's happened, but I fucking love it. Yeah, mate, I do. He's one of my favourite players at the moment, put it that way. Yeah, definitely. Um, let's have a, have a talk about um, Harry Kane really quickly. Um, so, obviously, notoriously doesn't start seasons that well. Last season, we were all like hoo-ha about uh, whether he's going to go, whether he wasn't, he's all been... the rest of it. Oh. Yeah. He is, his passing has been horrendous. 
And that's not the Kane we've come to to know and love. But he does start slow. That's Kane. You know, you, you, we get to October, mid-October, end of October, he'll start picking up a, a speed. Speed, We know that. He's probably looking at Haaland at City thinking, that could have been me. I could have won a Premier League by now. I could be on 13 goals in nine games or whatever else by now. But you're not. You're at Tottenham. You're the boy at club. So, knuckle down. Get on with it. But I do think that I generally think that he will come good because he's Kane. You know, five goals in six games isn't the kind of start you usually see from him. But I get what you mean. The other side of his game. Yeah, he's scored goals. His passing has been so bad. But even against Sporting, he comes deep great. You think, oh, Kane's got a ball. And there's a few times we just boot out of play, and I'm thinking, what's going on here? Yeah, yeah he's got five goals in, in six games, but his all-round play has not been good. His all-round play has been shit. His passing has been way off it. I, I generally think he needs to stay up top, stay in the box, stop trying to affect the game. Because we've got the players that can affect the game now. We've got the players that can make a difference. If it's not working, then come short and pick it up. But he does come deep a little bit too much for my liking. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, Frankie said uh, Kane is number uh, in the number 10 position. We, we miss him too much. Void. Yeah, we miss him too much up front. I think he could fill the creative void. I think he's good enough to play. Not right now. He's fucking hopeless. His passing is shocking. But... No, I, I just feel like you're you're putting square pegs in round holes by putting Kane there. We should have bought a creative player. We should have signed somebody who can make that difference. We shouldn't be looking at our team going, oh, yeah, but our centre forward can play there as well. Let's stick him there. No. Daniel Levy, the ball prick, should have put his hand in his pocket and spent some of his 150 million, which... But then but then my issue with that is who comes for 60-odd mil, and, apart from someone like Richarlison, who comes and, and doesn't play? You know, it, and I say that because it's, it's not, not it's like not, it's not it's like, not like, like that. And as a as a as a professional footballer, you don't look at a team and think, "Oh, I'm not playing." But a lot of people do. And, no, but as a midfielder, you wouldn't look at it like that because you'd look at our midfield going, "Yeah, I can fill that creative void easy." So like we have to change Madison. formation at that point. Someone like James Madison would have been perfect for our team. But then we have even to change Erickson, formation to Ericsson, allow them in. Even Ericsson on a free would have been perfect for our team. You know, so I, I just feel like that. Oh, I don't know. I'm not going to get into a Levy and Enoch thing because <laughs> you know what I get like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like for my, my problem with that is, and I think it's a very valid point. I do. And I think that everyone that states it has valid points. My only issue is we have to change formation to do that. What formation do we then go into? Because oh, they wouldn't fit. But then do we not then miss width again, as you just said before? No, because you play two, four, one, three. Yeah. yeah, so you play the defensive holder midfielder, which would be your Bissouma, your Bentanko, your Skip, Hoiberg, whatever else. You have three, you have the creative person in the three in the middle, and you have the two wide players. Yeah, and fair enough. Two up top. You create like an arrow, didn't you? Fair enough. I, I think we might get overloaded in the terms of uh, the, the one. Yeah, I'm not Antonio Conte, I'm not a manager, so I could be talking absolute bollocks, but no, you yeah. know, I, I just feel like when you, in the, in, even in those moments where we're struggling against Sporting, for example, where you're looking for somebody to have a creative spark, where your best pass on the ball came is just booting the ball out of play, where you've got Richarlison, who's an absolute beast in the box, but you can't find him, you know, at all with the crosses you're putting in. You stick on somebody, even Paqueta, who went to West Ham. Paqueta, 
You I know, thought you said Ooh. Pat Ketta then. I was thinking, who's this fella? <laughs> Paqueta would have come to Tottenham all day long. Or Pakatar, as he likes to be called. Pakatar would have come to Tottenham all day long over West Ham. There's yeah. a great player that you could spend 40, 50 million on who would know that he's going to be a rotation player. So there is players out there that can. You know, it's, it's just about getting the money out and signing them. I mean, I am very excited for Destiny, you doggy. Yeah. I think of some of the stuff I've seen of him, he looks great. Um, but again, it's another player we've bought to loan back for, for another season. So, But my issue with that is he comes next season, Conte could be gone, and then we have to hope the new manager likes him. Yeah, exactly. That's the big issue with this, and that's why I don't like these signings where you send them back on loan. No, same, happen with, same happened with Saar. Brian Hill. Yeah, Brian Hill. There's there's many of them we can talk about, right? And then what ends up happening is the manager gets changed and they don't... Doesn't fancy him. Yeah, it doesn't fancy him. And then we're back to square one again. We need something consistent. Now, I wasn't going to ask this question, but as it's, I've brought it up, do you think Antonio Conte stays beyond the summer? Because I personally don't right now. No, I do. No, I do. I think he stays. Uh, I think unless the Juve job comes available, he stays. Um, I think that's probably the only job that takes him away from us right now. But it's not Conte who's got an option. It's Tottenham who have an option. It's our choice whether we make him stay for another year. It's not his decision. So, yes, I think he stays. Okay. Interesting. Right, let's jump on to some score predictions for today. Obviously, if you are watching, uh, don't forget to stick your score predictions in the chat. Um, If you're watching on YouTube uh, after this has gone live, then uh, stick them in anyway and put your comments about the game if you're watching after the match has finished. Um, So, right, Dave, let's start with you. Thoughts on today? Clean sheet. Well, every time, every time I go for a close Tottenham win, it's been or, or it's it's not been great a great performance. So I'm going to go why? I'm going to go four one. Four one. I'm going to go big today. I'm going to go big. I think four one. I want to see Son score as a sub. Um, I think Richardson wanted want Richardson to bag a hat trick. Oh wow, hat trick for Richardson. Frankie, yeah. who couldn't be with us today, is a mug and has gone for two. Yeah, two draws. Frankie, you can't do draws on this show, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think and, he meant to put two one. I think it was a typo. And uh, I, I predicted the score last night on uh, on the final whistle, and I went for a three nil Spurs win. Um, I think that, I, yeah, I'm going to go with you. I'm going to think uh, Richardson Kane, and I think uh, Hoiberg will score. Oh, piss again. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that kind of like takes us to that. Obviously, we're going to have a international break after this weekend, of course, because what do we need right before uh, a World Cup? And also, while the calendar is already stacked, we need an international break. Um, so. We won't be on for a couple of weeks. We may actually we'll probably come on next week to uh, to talk about the Leicester game anyway, and uh, then we'll come on just before the Arsenal game. And you know, unless it gets cancelled because of fucking wankers that drive the trains. Um, but anyway, Dave, thank you very much for joining, even though you are hungover. Yeah. Um, how can everybody find you? Um, I'm here, Park Lane Pod Dave on Twitter. Um, I'm always always on the show, nine times out of ten. So that's it. Yeah, you'll see me here 
We're ranting about Levy and Enoch and Tottenham. Perfect. Thank you, mate. And, uh, you know, big up to, to Winnie, who uh, will be joining us as regularly as he can um, on the channel. So he should be back hopefully next week uh, where we can talk more about Spurs with him. Uh, if you want to follow me, you can follow me, Luke underscore Park Lane. Guys, it is important that uh, that we get you on board. It's important that you share the channel if you do like it. It's important that you stick your comments in if you do like it. Even if you feel stupid about doing it, do it anyway, because we do like to see the comments. We do like to see the subscribers growing, and we do like to see you all liking and sharing the videos. Even if you don't like what we're saying, comment that anyway. We want to see the interaction. We want to know what you guys think, and we want to see the love for Spurs. So don't forget to do that, everyone. Don't forget to stick everything in there. We do appreciate you coming on the channel. I will be on uh, Holly Agrabah's show on Monday night. So if you want to see that, um, there's a little teaser for everyone. I'll be on there on Monday night to talk about Leicester result. Otherwise, you can jump on next week and watch us um, talk about whatever happens tonight. But once again, thank you all very, very much for joining. Have a great weekend, a great bank holiday, and... Uh, We'll see you all next week. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs.